Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. It's 7.08, and uh, we await a call from Michael Nels here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I'm Randy Tobler, and uh, if you're feeling as though something's going on with your brain... Sometimes I feel that way. Like, what's going on with our brains? I'm hoping aging. I'm hope. Oh, uh, John, I feel some ageism coming on. There's John Marsh. How you doing, buddy? Uh, Say what? Okay. And Stephanie. Good morning. I feel like that. Should I leave your mic on or off at this point? But for me, I feel like aging is what's going on with my. Trying to walk it back. Hannah was trying to put the um, put the weather forecast in the refrigerator this morning, so she doesn't (laughs) escape it either. (laughs) Well, and and I I think we can all say, um, and I, Hannah, maybe you're the best barometer of this because you're the youngest person on the team, and in your short life, don't you even feel that. It's is it data overload? Is it what's going on? Is it the the the, the constant news cycle? Is it the, 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 don't you feel as though something's changed in your brain over over the last what let's say half a decade or so or not? Is it just me? I mean, yeah, but that's also what the Selexa that I take is for. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you know the news cycle. Everyone yeah. is constantly connected to their phone. Yeah, you know, you get news alerts. You see news on social media all day long. Um, the economy being crappy, I think, weighs heavy on folks. Everything's expensive right now. It just kind of all piles up, I think. And we're headed into the holidays, which, you know, one of my favorite times of year. But also, it can be pretty stressful and hard for Holiday a lot blues. of folks. Yeah, well, it just is a big heaping pile of you know what. <laughs> it just all stacks on top of each well, other. And, and you know what? I think sometimes uh, all the intensity. So if you if you add up the intensity of the news cycle. I mean, look, yesterday we had a guy who was disgruntled because he didn't get the job. Allegedly a 67 year old guy. This was speculation in Las Vegas at University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Apparently he didn't get the job that he applied for. He goes in, he starts shooting. There's three dead and one critically wounded. Right. Awful. And, as you hear stories like this, and and then you hear 12,000 people coming over the border. You know, how many Chinese nationals? How many people from the Mideast, Middle East? Okay, you know, the healthcare system is a disaster. Just talk to me about that sometime. I'll give you a little bit on that. Um, the fine, You know, all the accelerating inflation pressures, even though the number is down, accumulatively it's a disaster. So you take the magnitude of the bad news, the... The, the the torrent of the pace of the bad news and then you got the social media that's like a it's like a seizure thing i mean there's it's coming at you from all sides and now the young ladies brian houseworth tell me oh get this one i'm like well what do you think we advertise on facebook my daughter does the marketing for the program and i know the young ladies on the program will agree with me i'm like hey well let's do some facebook stuff we'll do a Facebook uh, Dad, everyone's doing Instagram. Oh, great! Now I got to do Facebook and Instagram, and it's Twitter and it's Rumble. It's. <laughs> I think that there's something going on that's changing our brains. Am I right or wrong? Hey, Randy, on the clinical side too, we've seen the researchers talk about the you know the number of Alzheimer's cases, especially mm-hmm. in the age of onset, and, has been yeah. falling. And our guest from Germany, who isn't calling, maybe he's got an indoctrinated brain. I mean, that's his theory. He's a molecular geneticist and a doc, and he says, look. 
There, Alzheimer's is now, of course, aging is also uh, on the rampage. I mean, we have an aging society, particularly in the West. So you've got that going on. He claims that, and we know the spike protein, whether it's from a vaccine or whether it's from COVID, that crosses the blood-brain barrier. You have a you have a barrier that really prevents all, everything from getting into your brain. Well, the spike protein does. He's got a theory that that may do it. But he says our our cognitive abilities are declining. Think about it, Brian Houseworth. When's the last time you gave someone a buck five? at the Quickie Mart for a 95-cent uh, purchase, and they couldn't figure out to give you a dime without punching into the cash register. Yeah, I don't re- I, I don't recall that happening, um, but, you know, it's it's. I certainly understand what you're talking about, about the stress and uh, about the, the news cycle. I think it's very important to remember, especially young people, they, they won't relate to this. There was a time, folks, not all that long ago, where you had to wait until 6.30 at night, 5.30 Central Time, to get your evening news and what was going on. It would be Dan Rather and Walter Cronkite coming on. You would wait until 5.00. You didn't really know what was going on. If there was something huge, President Reagan being shot in 1981 was one when President Nixon resigned. Other than that, you waited until then. But um, what's happening with John Marsh and I can relate What's happening is you have to spend so much time on these website stories and so many times getting pictures and so many times updating Facebook and this and that. And we didn't have to used to do. Now, I know people enjoy that and I'm glad we do it. But the reality is we didn't have to do that before. And I do believe that it it, to a certain extent, it, it cuts into the time you can do more reporting. What's the one guy you probably blame one name for the 24-hour news cycle? That's Ted Turner. Yeah, yeah. That's, where it yeah. that's where it started. That's where it certainly started. But even, started. Then, but then, but even then. then, it was it was more in-depth reporting. There was objective reporting, and and we're trying to process so much incoming. And even though the human brain is the most magnificent machine ever made, I'm sorry, notwithstanding AI. There is a limit to what our hard drives can handle, not only in amount, mm-hmm. but in 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 pace, in speed of input. Right? No, I don't. I don't disagree. And in, in, in a lot of it, locally, can be negative. I mean, it depends on what day it is. Depends on what's going on. But um, John and I reported on a horrific case over Thanksgiving Thanksgiving weekend. A man, literally, an elderly man, slashed to death. That has to be reported. Oh yes, in Jefferson City. Yes, yeah. and there—I mean, there's a possibility that we could see a death penalty. Apparently, a, p- a pillar of the community. When I read about him, he's a volunteer, uh, a good guy. Yeah, very, very well known. Um, and his but, stepdaughter, you know, took allegedly, him out. allegedly. But I mean, the there's just a year ago Thanksgiving, same city, Jefferson City, two people shot and killed in a restaurant. Yeah. We have to report it. But it does take its toll. It just, it just takes um, its toll, unfortunately. And this guy also says that from the, from the people that are trying to get our either affection, our vote, our business, think about it. I mean, now, there's people on the cable news network like, you need a special device in case you're, someone's choking to suck the little, you know, Brussels sprout out of your throat, you know? <laughs> it's like, no, that's called the Heimlich maneuver. You know? I was going to say, I've seen those on a lot of baby registries lately. I'm serious. I, I know, but, okay, and he calls it fear porn. It's fear porn. I mean, what do the politicians do? Oh, and they they target young moms. I mean, oh. I bought every single thing yeah. you could buy, and the price. You know, they they could have charged me, you know, so much more, and they did. You know, on yeah. 
car seat. Do you yeah. want your kid to be safe in a car? Here's a $700 car seat that expires every 90 days. I'm like, well, you don't want to be that. You know, I mean, it's just ridiculous, but you fall for it because you are. You're so fearful. What if it's what And if you don't know fault? better. One of my best friends and, a, and a, a former producer in my St. Louis show with her first child. Uh, I mean, she had... Talk about hand gel for, for COVID. I mean, she went through a bottle of that stuff all the time. You'd have thought... This kid ended up with allergies and always in. It was all, I'm like, what are you afraid of? Germs are good for you. You need to be exposed to germs. Exercise your immune system. That's why I like eating the chicken tenders from the Tennessee game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. I don't. <laughs> Brian Hansen and I. the fur off of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, no. And, you know, if there's a little mold on the cheese, just cut off the edge. It's good for you. But I think we're all, and we're all susceptible to it, right? Yeah. Well, you know, the child psychologist, Randy, you've heard them talk for years about the news cycle and all. And with the big desperate stories, they say, you know, back the kids off from the exposure. Yeah. To it. Yeah. And and look, I mean, it's it's uh, is it you were coming up to finals time or are we just getting over finals time? Gotta it's be final okay. right now. Yeah. And and think of the number of kids that have been diagnosed with ADD. Whereas when I was growing up in school, I mean, maybe we had it, maybe we didn't. I don't know. You learn to manage whatever your yoke is to bear in this world, right? We all have a yoke. I don't remember even hearing much about it. And, and, I mean, we're giving large swaths of the population stimulants, amphetamine. (laughs) Now, okay, that's fine if it's working, but it's just, you got to wonder. There's there's something going on, and I I don't know. I think we a lot of kids on Ritalin, aren't there, Doctor? Yeah, yeah, and I don't I don't know. Go ahead, Stephanie. Well, just going back to your original point, Randy, though, about like you would open with just like, oh, there's all this horrible stuff going on in the world, and you've got all you know these things and these things. And it's so overwhelming, but then we blame people for wanting to like scroll on their phone. I mean, it's kind of an escape, and so do uh, should we be blaming people when you're constantly? No, no, that, no. I'm not blaming people, yeah. and, and but I and think for, other folks have right, been right. blaming. And people. for the kids that have ADD, I mean, we have our kids in preschool. Then there's going to be pre preschool, and then there's going to be like, oh, you know, they're in the crib. Let's start showing them their ABCs. You know, where does it end? And have you tried to pray recently? I don't know about you guys. Yeah. I'm having a hell of a time praying. I can't keep my mind on it because I'm worried about everything that's going on. Our minds are distracted. I totally did flashcards with my two-year-olds. I will say they max out like awesome. all the vocab tests and everything now, and they're very good readers. But yeah. we started no, early. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's, <laughs> it's it's hard to find your mind in a quiet place. Well, you have to take you have to be able to do it, and you have to be able to set boundaries. But the the reality, I don't know about this connection between negative news or i'm not sure if you're implying negative news too much news negative news well, it's all it, it, i think it's all in the mix alzheimer's or whatever but the, the the reality is that it is it's just because you've got the push alerts and everything else but you know it has to be done i think it's important to balance and i try to do this with some positive with positive stories as well you've got to be able to have those if there's a business coming to town some people call it fluff it's not fluff it's when businesses come to town those those are big deal those are a big deal um but you have to balance some of the negative stuff out because if you only just report on people getting shot in the head um right people hanging out of car windows shooting people in the head we've had those kind of things happening in taylor the, swift having a breakup i uh, mean my god if that <laughs> happens forget it car, I'm, car I'm, crashes oh, I mean, my, I mean, we've I'm in bed in the corner, you know, cuddled up with in the the stuff with Taylor Swift that that's divided people. Even even something that that uh, that doesn't even I don't think it's that big of a deal. But I mean, it it does divide people as well. But it does seem like um, 
attention spans are shorter than they than they well, used to. Well, for be. what it's for what it's worth, Helene and I talked about it last night on the Doctors In segment we do on on uh, on the afternoon show. Uh, she found a story that showed that for happier holidays, uh, try to do some volunteering. Mm-hmm. Do some volunteering. I think that focuses you on a different place. And this is the time to give. And some of us don't have the time to give materi- or the, the money and resources to give materially. It's been tough on a lot of folks with the inflationary period. Give a little of your time and well, see if that doesn't make a difference. And we've got something coming up uh, next uh, Wednesday. Right, that we want to, we got to talk about. Yeah, we do. It's the one for one uh, Commerce Bank food drive that we do every year here at Zimmer. All of our sister stations are in on it. And Wednesday coming up, mm-hmm. we will be out at the Columbia Mall and at Buckeye in Jefferson City on the Boulevard cool. from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. We'll be out there collecting food donations and cash donations. Yeah. Uh, the Food Bank of Central and Northeast Missouri is able to turn $1 into $4. Man, that's huge. And you can actually go ahead and donate online right now. Um, KWOS.com and 939theeagle.com. Uh, those links are all active right now, and you can go ahead and get your donation in yeah. for the holidays. So you quadruple your giving, right? I mean, that's yeah. with the you know, food four, donations, 4 to 1 by food donations. Yeah, yeah, food donations are awesome, but they but money they can do a lot with that cash. They really can. So, yeah, get out there and uh, and do that. I've been teaming up with the Columbia Professional Firefighters and KMIZ, ABC 17, Fox 22. So it'll be a big deal. I'm out there from uh, 9 to 12 next Wednesday. So hopefully you can come out and say hi. And I think the other thing, Hannah, you bring up a very good point. Buck Heights, by the way, used to be, um, I still call it Orshelins, but that's yeah. where it is down on, on Missouri Boulevard. But the Food Bank for Central and Northeast Missouri is seeing a greater need than they've ever had. Ever. No doubt about it. Well... I always look forward to seeing what's hot with Hannah. We'll see what her second favorite Taylor Swift song is. I don't know. I, I just making it up as I go. And I'm Randy Tobler. You never know what you're going to get here on Wake Up in Missouri with Stephanie, John, and, uh, and Brian. We'll be back in a few. And Hannah. Did I say and Hannah? <laughs> no. <laughs> Save the best for last. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Saying whatever we want. Wake up mid Missouri. Well, lest you thought that you were cold, <laughs> Hannah will help us get warm. It's actually going to be a little warmer today. It's 727, and uh, yes, it is. It's a, a, I don't know, it's been uh, like a roller coaster, but what's going on today, Hannah? What's hot? Well, you know, when Donald Trump started running for president, when I was, I guess I was in high school, I remember telling everyone this is going to open the door for other famous people who are, you know, real woke or whatever to think that they all need to run for president Mm. too, right? You know, it worked for that guy, so it can work for everyone else is what folks are going to start thinking. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson, yeah, which he's always kind of... I think joked about running for president one day. He is actually like he is a part of the Republican Party, uh, but he's kind of refueling those rumors about him potentially running for president one day. Uh, He said that he would greatly consider running for governor or president. And I don't I mean, why start with a small local office when you can go straight (laughs) to the top when you're, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson? It's working out really well for Ramaswamy. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, right. Well, we had uh, Arnold, right? He did did okay in the political realm. Yeah. But and, I, Newsweek did a poll about, you know, The Rock, and it says 46% of people want Dwayne The Rock Johnson to be president wow. of the people they polled. So almost half, I mean... And chances that, are you don't really know a whole lot about his politics anyway, yeah. so going just off of who the guy is, that's I think pretty it'd be impressive. pretty funny. That's pretty impressive. I think it that, that, is that just symptomatic of a yearning for something other than the same old, same old swamp creatures? I mean, yeah. wasn't that part of the Trump charm? Wasn't that initially some oh, yeah. of the Ramaswamy charm? Yeah. Kind of like Arnold. Yeah. And and why do you have to have your... your Look at Ronald Reagan. I mean, he was an actor, right? And there's some there's a skill set there, a communications, a charisma, a, a charm skill set, a celebrity skill set. That's that's an important component of that role. I will die on this hill if you, the person who wanted to be an elected office in high school, who wanted to be the elected office in college, who that's the only thing you've ever wanted to be as a politician, is not the person you yeah, want. Absolutely. Yeah, that you couldn't have said it better there. Uh, so I, you predicted it, right? Speaking of Johnson, when's the fourth Jumanji film coming out? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> well, Speaking <no>. of Johnson. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. There, see, there you go. Now now we've specified. Oh, you your mind goes into the darkest places. I can't Hannah. help it. I've been in the industry too long already. Take a look at the Screen Time oh. app on your phone. We're going to talk about... Words do matter when it comes to these guys. Welcome to Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Seven thirty-five on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, and we look forward every week to talking with Raven Harrison, conservative warrior, and um, Raven. Welcome to the program again. I really, got, man, I got to find out. What was your what was your initial impression? And as you process it more, your in-depth interpretation of last night's News Nation debate. Well, I, I have to honestly say at first I was prepared for the snooze fest that everybody thought it was going to be. And now I got to give, you know, some high fives to Vivek Ramaswamy, who always makes it a popcorn worthy event. <laughs> so I, uh, I thought that it was. Well done. More well done. I think that the, the three ladies um, did a phenomenal job of trying to keep order and keep a flow. Here would be my takeaway from that is I think most people are very happy that the debates are over. They seem to have been following a very strange scape. They're once holded, hosted on a NBC, which is, you know, liberal. And this one, I have to honestly say, when you look at a Democrat debate, when they are leading these people up, they are putting them up. They're like, hey, you know, after you created world peace and you ended child hunger, how did you feel? You know, those are the questions they ask in a Democrat. In this one, it was like literally the polls are terrible. You're a POS. You know, what people hate you. What do you think about that? I just remember thinking, oh, my goodness, is this how we lead up? This is how we charge people to watch a Republican debate is just basically by tearing down each one of the candidates uh, with a bunch of negativity. That was my my takeaway of going, wow, you know, Republicans are determined to snatch 
uh, defeat out of the jaws of victory. But I think overall it was a spirited debate and a lot of information came out. Yeah, I, I think you're right, um, Raven, and I always like your take. I think um, it was interesting. I don't know that it moves the needle at all. I know Correct. you had a lot to say when McCarthy went down about Matt Gates and everything else. We heard yesterday McCarthy is officially retiring. What do you make of that? Well, that is a play. This is very typical of McCarthy. He could have waited. He could have finished out his term. He is intentionally leaving now to leave the Republicans with a one majority so that it's essentially a temper tantrum you know this you take matt gates out of it you have a responsibility to the people of california so you're saying you can't serve bakersfield unless you are speaker and the end of the day i still stand 100 percent behind the accountability he didn't do anything he agreed to he stayed there for 15 votes and said i'm not leaving and he made all these concessions to get the job and then didn't keep any of them so I, I, I really find myself not sympathetic to McCarthy's because look where we are. Under his leadership, we spent billions in Ukraine. Our, our country is teetering on the brink. We're in two wars. We're funding both sides. And the country is a mess. And we have to stop clearing out this top leadership. So it's up to the Republicans now, you know, grow a backbone, pull it together and lead this country you know, and show them it can be done without the corruption that has ruined the trust of the American people. Talking with Raven Harrison at RavenHarrison.com. And Raven, you know, all I could think of when McCarthy, as you said, I think it's a temper tantrum. It's I'm going to take my marbles and go home. Uh, yes. uh, all I could think of is when John McCain tanked the, our, our, yeah. our attempted takedown of Obamacare. Now, I think Donald Trump was maybe was culpable there, too. I thought it was out of place for him to go after John McCain becoming a prisoner of war and talked about weakness, you know. But it was equally, if not more thin skin for John McCain to tank the, the most disastrous health care initiative ever in this country when he had a chance to do the other. You are 100 percent right. And I agree with both points. You know, that was a low blow. You know, to to go at McCain, it doesn't matter. I mean, I happen to know as the background of military parents that his record is not what he used to lead it to be. But that's neither here nor there. That's not a, a shot we should have taken. However, he didn't betray Donald Trump. He betrayed his constituents, yes, yes. ran on that platform and said, I'm going to repeal and then winked you know, at the Democrats on the way in and torpedoed it. That is a dark and low point for Republicans. And we just can't have that. It just goes to show you they're running an agenda that's not the American people. And we have to be mindful. So bad timing for Kevin McCarthy, but proof that he should not be there because he couldn't do it when he was there. So this is, to me, this is clear it out. And it's going to be uncomfortable and rough. But now it's on Republicans who are right now contemplating sending more money to Ukraine, another billion, while Americans are struggling. Is that what what they voted for is that what we want to see again we're funding two wars this isn't going to end well for america so i think it's good for us to press this leadership and let's reset time to get some good conservatives in and clear out on both sides all the riffraff so now you've expelled santos now up rashida Tlaib. let's get out elon omar or is it okay to marry your brother i mean we have got to clean house Raven, talk to us about your take on where leadership may or may not go with the whole impeachment process and talk about the sitting president. 
It's going nowhere unless we make it go somewhere. This is why I tell people it's really important to get engaged. And this is a lot of what I do when I I don't get to hang out with you guys is I am behind the scenes kicking their keisters to the wall (laughs) because this is what it's going to take. They are not going to do the right thing, you know, on their own. We are going to have to constantly remind them what we the people means. It means they don't get to have closed door meetings like the Senate just did this week to give this money to Ukraine is a closed door meeting. They know how the American people feel about it and they're still doing it so it's incumbent upon us to stay on them and demand accountability and justice j6 are still in jail they're releasing this footage trickling we've got people in jail for what one of these congressmen did and getting ready to go into christmas they have a three by eight cell with no toilet in it we have got to this is not how we treat americans this is third world communism that we are seeing here and We have to get more active and do something. So that's what you're seeing. Leadership is going to try to do business as usual, and we just can't let it happen. Raven, uh, I want you to take a listen to what Donald Trump said when Sean Hannity asked him about being a dictator. And talk about the blowback on the left. Hang on, here it is. I love this guy. He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, 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 other than day one. We're closing the border, and we're drilling, drilling, drilling. After that, I'm not a dictator. That that, that sounds to me like you're going back to the policies when you were president. Okay, so, Raven, I mean, 12,000, record number of border crossings just on Tuesday. Your thoughts? And that's exactly what it is. All he's doing is making a play on leadership. If you look at Donald Trump's record, there is no dictatorship. We had a thriving economy and a stock market. We had a secure border, despite the Democrats complaining. Remember, I'm old enough to remember when Democrats said $5 billion was too much for a wall, but yet we're spending $450 billion a year taking care of illegals, housing them, giving them cell phones. You know, $364,000 a day on cell phones and gift cards for migrants. So this is what we need to remember is the reason that our gas is so high is because he shut Biden shut down all of our drilling, shut down all of our, you know, production capabilities. We were exporting. We were selling it to people and we lost that independence. So that's not dictator. I think he's just having a having fun with what the left loves to say, that that's considered dictator. But telling people you have to put something in your body, telling people that eight dollars a gallon of gas and you have to have this kind of car, no provision for how to afford it. But you have to have an electric car so we can shut it down every time we want to. This is what people need to be mindful of the word salad. Donald Trump is not a dictator. His record does not produce results like that this is just a, a word out of the left this is what they like to say to get people on cnn uh worked up and i just tell people i don't watch cnn for the same reason i don't drink out of the toilet uh, the here was joe scarborough it's a majority of americans would support closing the border today probably an overwhelming majority are drilling by the way what a stupid thing to say drill 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 what a stupid thing to say you can tell he doesn't even read the newspapers and the people applauding that don't even read the newspaper so they're putting us down anyone who supports trump maga policies right. independence uh scarborough took the trump bait the other day didn't he he did he sure did and he always does and Trump is always playing chess, 5D chess, and these guys are playing checkers. I mean, what's another way to say drill? Is, it, is 
is there some other polite PC with pronouns that we can use to say drill? I mean, it is unbelievable how they just attack him. I swear, every time Donald Trump flies over a state, they want to indict him for something. But it's not going to work. The people are on to it. I always say this. If he's got baggage, the Democrats packed it. So we just got to get this country back in order. And it is not racist. It is not you know, against the Constitution to uphold the laws. In fact, anybody who is aiding and abetting these migrants, that is against the Constitution to give aid and comfort to people who have broken our laws. And a lot of our our elected officials need to be reminded of the oath they swore. Talking with Raven Harrison. Uh, Raven, before we uh, before we let you go this morning, perhaps the most important pivotal question of the morning that we've been mashing up, up here. It's been very, very important. With Taylor Swift being declared the time person of the year, what is Raven Harrison's Taylor Swift number one on your playlist on Spotify? Uh, I don't listen to any Taylor Swift. All right, all right, all right. Are you listening, ladies? Stephanie and Hannah. She doesn't listen to Taylor Swift. I don't hey. listen to any. And if, if anybody's wondering why she keeps <laughs> popping up so much lately, it's because George Soros bought the rights to her music. Oh. So George Soros owns the rights to Taylor Swift's music. So it's interesting that they're trying to inject her into politics now. <laughs> When George Soros is backing her, so well, it, I don't have you, anything against her, but I don't listen. To as her. you know, here in Mid Missouri, we uh, we follow the Kansas City Chiefs a lot, and of course with the Kelsey Swift thing, we're having a lot of yeah, fun with that. Indeed. Yeah, I uh, they were they were <laughs> they were mocking me this morning because I couldn't tell you a Taylor Swift song if my life depended on Raven. So you, I couldn't. You, I know it has to do with some <laughs> ex boyfriend, but I, I have not listened to one. <laughs> All right, hey, thanks so much for being with us. Look forward to the next conversation. Stay in touch with Raven Harrison at Raven Harrison. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Well, there you go. I'm not the only one. I didn't know about the Soros connection. Did you? No. I'm going to have to look that up. Okay. John, I think we have an investigative report for you to work on there. (laughs) Stay tuned. All right. And we'll stay tuned. (laughs) We'll stay tuned for one of our favorite features. And, of course, that's that's John's. uh, If that was all there. What is it? Was that all there was? I don't know it, but it's my favorite favorite feature. (laughs) I hope it's a rap quiz again. Yeah, we'll see what John's coming up with in just a few. (laughs) That would be all except for coming up. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Their words are their responsibility. What you think, that's on you. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. And that would be all, except for this. Yep, maybe a little too much Felice Navidad. Christmas parties are happening, so here's a cautionary tale may want to take to heart. Alana Beecham filed a lawsuit over a Christmas party that went sideways at San Pedro, California at the Taco Bell, where she worked. The manager invited her to the potluck, and she brought a big bowl of guac. When she arrived, she said they'd covered up all the windows with paper and even covered up the, covered up the lobby cameras and said there was alcohol provided and her underage staffers were mostly overserved. She said she stepped outside for a smoke, came back in, found a co-worker doing the nasty with his wife in front of everybody at the party. So she ran out of the restaurant but went back into guacamole, get the bowl. (laughs) She found the manager and another co-worker puking in the guacamole bowl. 
Oh, John. She reported it to Taco Bell, and they got fired. And she said she is suing because she suffered actual, consequential, and incidental financial losses. Was even accused by her co-workers of giving away the secret Enchirito <laughs> recipe. Her response was... I'm Nacho Average Employee. Oh, oh. The rest of that story. Oh. John, John, John. Makes our Zimmer Christmas party seem pretty mild, doesn't it, guys? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We yeah. had a good time. We did. We got a nice Stephanie photo. always makes fun of us at the Zimmer Christmas party. Why is that? Because we can be a little bit of party poopers. Because we're just introverted do you think you think Fred Perry will talk about his oh, his man. spectacular spectacular <laughs> showing at the Christmas party on the next CEO roundtable? I he, he was on his game. Oh, he was. There's no doubt about it. But the first Zimmer Christmas party I ever went to, because uh-huh. I usually go to like lawyer holiday parties, yeah, yeah. right? And I thought this is going to be the wild and craziest Christmas party <laughs> that I that I've ever been to. Like DJs are crazy and entertaining, and it's just going to be insane and um and nope nope the lawyer parties let me tell you really <laughs> are probably a little bit more rowdy stephanie's um, like i've never seen anything like it you guys are so extroverted on air all the time and then you get put in a party situation and all of you are introverted just like every single one of you i don't get it that's why everybody's hiding behind a microphone <laughs> yeah. well john you would remember and ladies maybe you've heard johnny carson the great johnny carson of the tonight show was reportedly one of the biggest introverts on the planet really? yeah that's what they used to say about him that he didn't like to do any public speaking or anything like that yeah hmm. isn't that crazy i guess it's almost like um it's it's the inner actor in you that comes out that must be what goes on with these folks does public speaking bother you not at all really not a bit it still does for me to an extent even when i have to help him see something or other oh yeah i get nervous i don't like it at all well i mean i think i get appropriately nervous but in the right way you get anxious about doing a good job it's just it's it's performance art of a sort no you get nervous attorney oh yeah yeah, most of the time. Don't when you I, do trial stuff ever? I was say, is that job security or not? <laughs> I do most of the time when I'm in a trial or you know oral argument. You know, there's a handful of people in the room. It's not like uh, huge crowds. And yeah. most of the time, whatever I'm talking about, I'm probably. I like to think I'm the most knowledgeable. Like uh-huh. I, I've, you know, I'm really, really well prepared. If I'm just emceeing, yeah. You know, usually, yeah, lawyering, I don't do to that large of a crowd, typically. I know one guy, and he'll tell you to your face, who does not enjoy public speaking. That's our own Gary Nolan. Really? Yeah, Gary doesn't dig it at all. Former presidential candidate? (laughs) Exactly. Isn't that wild? I would think he'd be really gung-ho about that. Huh. Well, and I think, you know, people get introversion and extroversion confused because it's about, you know, how you recharge and where you draw your energy. And so you can seem like you're really, you know, at parties or something really mm-hmm. lively and fun or that you really enjoy these things. But it's about whether after that, do you feel energized or do you feel depleted? And yeah. so, um, you know, you can seem like you're really extroverted and good at oh, I but see but then you need that extra time to spend yeah. with yourself. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, it's... um. Uh, when I do public speaking, I enjoy, uh, my style is not to, the one thing I try to do is get away from the podium and just go out and sort of walk into the audience or ask questions. Sometimes my audiences get a little uncomfortable, particularly if it's, I recently gave a, should I tell on them? I gave a talk up at the medical school up at Kirksville. I was talking about oh. contraception and about uh, hormone stuff. 
So I, so I started, these are second year medical students, and so I started quizzing them. I'm like, so tell me, does the progesterone go up a few days before the next menstrual? They were like, oh man, all of a sudden, I wish I'd have stayed home and watched this one online. <laughs> they, do you know these days they don't have to come to class? It's recorded. Really? I can't believe it. So you were asking them what the provinces well, of Ukraine just, were? I did. And, Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it, it, we're just having too much fun here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. And you know what? It's Pearl Harbor Day, so we're going to make sure and cover that again at the top of the hour. Stay there.